money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. Today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, training, drugs, supplements, disease, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Glad to be here. Great to have you here. So, you know, we've been talking a lot on the trucking and business side of things of all the change that's going on. It's been like my topic for about a year and a half now. And it's funny because a couple of years ago, I made the comment a couple times, boy, I'm really glad I don't do a trucking news show because I read newsletters for trucking Mm. every day and there's nothing to talk about. I mean, most of the news I would scan in the trucking newsletters, just plain boring. You know, like this corporation hired this person or, I mean, stuff that just was barely worth reading. So that's all changed. Every day in trucking now, you know, something is changing. There's something going on. But the interesting thing is I'm also starting to see that more on the health side. So some of the changes I'm seeing, uh, I posted another big study today. And and these are, you know, we we never used to see really well done studies on natural ways of healing. And when you talk to the doctors and if you ask them, well, what about this food or this nutrient? They'll say there are no studies. That's always their answer. There are no studies. Well, now... We're starting to see studies very well done on natural ways of healing. The one I posted today is pretty interesting. It's about using a a paleo AIP diet. So AIP is autoimmune protocol. It's been designed for people with autoimmune conditions, which now there are over 100. Um, And this one, you know, uses a paleo AIP, so high-quality you know, really good ingredients, eliminates all the things you shouldn't have on paleo. And they did a test, a a study, uh, pretty in-depth to see if it would work for um, IBD, which is like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. And the results were pretty amazing. Uh, Really good results, like 73% of the people trying it saw symptom relief in a very short period of time and you know no side effects from the normal really harsh drugs they use for these diseases which are um, they're what we call biologics and they suppress the immune system because and they use them for all the autoimmune conditions which is kind of crazy but that's what's happening in an autoimmune our immune system is overactive and it's attacking the body and the tissues. So they use these really powerful, really expensive drugs with tons of side effects to suppress the immune system. But there's side effects to that. And I I just saw a report um, 
tuberculosis, they have a breakout in Portland. We're seeing more of that because it's our immune system that keeps us from getting those kind of things. Tuberculosis, even some forms of cancer. And now we're seeing those diseases increasing because so many people are on these immunosuppressant drugs. Mm, That's scary. Yeah. And instead... We can just change the way we eat and see results, no side effects, and none of those other dangers. So it's interesting that we're finally starting to see some pretty high-level testing on that. We're also seeing, you know, some of the medical community come around to that, you know, maybe nutrition could be a part of this. It's just amazing to me how Mm -hmm. I was even watching... Dr. Phil yesterday, which I actually like Dr. Phil. There's some pretty good lessons there. The one thing that drives me crazy, though, he, he'll always do these little segments at the end of his show about somebody with some sort of a condition, a medical condition, and the person they always bring in is, it's a woman, and she's the chief medical officer at Pfizer. So, you know, yesterday they were talking yeah. about eczema, and this child that has eczema and he gets teased and because it, you know, it looks bad. And they went through this whole list of all the things you could do. Not once was nutrition or diet mentioned. That's insane. Yeah, not mm. once. And, and we know that yeah. eczema can be completely eliminated with a good diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's interesting what you say. There's a there's a commercial out right now that is, um, but it was for a drug. But and they, the you know, the girls, you know, say it's fine, it's fine, and they're at a restaurant. She pops up this iPad, her friend, you know, and shows that. Didn't you know that you know now they're saying that it can be under the skin, um, yeah. inflammatory issues. But right. they said that to back the the drug, of course, yeah. instead of you know, would it be interesting because we know that diet and food can help that, you know, just even better. Yeah, so maybe we're finally starting to see a little bit of a shift. It's not going to make it to the mainstream anytime soon, if ever. Uh, The other thing I saw, which is actually a little scary, um, there's a trend now for food manufacturers. Remember, if, if it requires a manufacturer, it's not real food. Um, the big food companies are starting to put more fat back into their processed food and trying to lower the mm. amounts of sugars. That may sound like a good thing, but it's really not. The fat that they're going to put in there is garbage. Mm. Yeah, it's all processed. It's all mm-hmm. garbage. It's all oxidized and damaged. So now you're going to have people eating probably a high-fat, high-carb diet, all of it processed and damaged. Things could get worse, actually. So the real answer is don't eat food that needs a manufacturer. You know, eat real food because that stuff's still mm-hmm. going to be garbage. And, and all they're doing is capitalizing on a trend. They, they see, you know, all the <laughs> exactly. evidence. Right. They see the evidence that we should be eating more fat. They'll throw it back in their food, but it'll be garbage and nobody's going to get any healthier. I guess lowering the, cal- the uh, sugar, if they actually do it enough may have an impact on weight and diabetes, but we'll probably end up seeing more heart disease with all the, you know, poor quality Mm -hmm. oxidized fats. 
One of the other areas I'm seeing a big, big change in, I'm doing a lot of it myself right now, the home testing market is just exploding, which is really exciting mm. to see that you can do all kinds of medical tests now and you don't need a doctor. So there was a, uh, a company on Shark Tank a couple weeks ago, and that's their whole model. They are developing lots of home health tests that don't require a doctor. So I'm trying one. They have a combination test, and it's the typical, you know, the you know, poke your finger, do a blood spot, send it back. So much better than going to a lab and screwing around with all that. And you got to pay a doctor's office. You got to pay a lab. Here, you order the test. It shows up at your house. Poke your finger. Send it back. The one I just took is a combination um, vitamin D and inflammation. So they're testing for both. Okay. So I'm waiting to get my results back on that one. We have a new test yeah, available. Was- oh, go ahead. Real quick, yeah. So, you know, I know, you know, how we talk about testing and that kind of stuff. So what would you say to people if they see this whole list of all these tests available, um, you know, now home and easy, what would you say to people about that? Yeah, that's a good question. So here's the way I would do this. I would start with the NutriQ. You know, we learn so much from the NutriQ about what somebody's primary issue is. You know, what's the most pressing thing? And from the NutriQ, you know, I we'd be able to recommend, well, you should do this test. Because you don't want to do them all. You could spend a fortune. I mean, most of these tests are going right. to be, you know, a couple to several hundred dollars a piece. So you don't want to just take them all because there's all kinds. But I, I would use it as... You know, take the NutriQ. We still recommend, you know, either a very strict paleo or keto diet as as a way to get started. Those two diets fix so many things and so many people that do that first. Mm -hmm. Um, You may not need any of this testing right away. And by taking the NutriQ, getting on a really clean diet first, then maybe retake the NutriQ... Then we know what's left over that maybe we need to address. And and that might point us in the direction of which test should we take first. Uh, I'm going to get to a break. When we come back, I'll talk about um, some of the testing I'm doing. And I'm about to embark on a pretty big experiment. So I'll talk about that when we get back. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford, the number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. Kim, um, you know, one of the tests we still recommend up front. You know, I, I would, for a lot of these tests, you know, maybe we wait, maybe we work on the Nutri-Q, get your diet nice and clean. That helps really identify what the top problems are. But there are a couple that you could clearly do right off the bat. The FIT test, still a great test. I mean, we learn a lot, and if you have a lot of uh, food reactions, you need to get those out of your diet to get good results. That same company that we work with on the FIT test has a new test now that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I just got my results back on mine. It's called a Zonulin mm-hmm. test. And Zonulin is a, a protein that will show up in your body. Zonulin is one of the best indicators of leaky gut. If you have a lot of zonulin, you've probably got leaky gut. And that's what this test is for, which is really nice that we can actually do a very accurate test for leaky gut at home now. So I took mine. Um, The good news is on mine, I was in the optimal level. Uh, Barely, kind of optimal was one to six. And if you're in the optimal level, you virtually have no leaky gut that's causing any problems. I was like 5.4. So I was right there in the optimal level, which is good news. I fully expected that. I mean, I I don't have any other signs of leaky gut. My fit test comes back with very little on it. Um, So, but another really nice test. I think a lot of people do have leaky gut. And we know we've worked with a lot of people and helped them. We have the kit in the store. If you do have it, we've got a whole kit to fix it. But now we have a test for it. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to seeing um, what some people, you know, because we've worked with a lot of people that it comes out like you got on their fit results, too. Um, But this shows you the level, and that is amazing yeah like i said zonulin is the number one indicator for leaky gut now we can do a quick test at home and see you know what exactly where you are there's actually like four levels optimal and and then it moves up from there the other uh test that and i've talked about this is that year-long program that i'm doing with viome so I have yeah. my second test here now. I'm going to do that this week. That's, this is the one I dread because it has that metabolic challenge in it where you have to drink the, you know, it's like 100 grams of straight glucose. Yeah, I have to do it again. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I took my first test six months ago. I'm going to take my next one now. They measure in four or five different areas. So it's it's the most extensive gut bacteria you can take on the planet nobody else can get down to the detail this company can and you take a metabolic test that determines you know gives you a good idea of where your your macronutrient balance should be so based on how your body reacts to this glucose challenge plus several other things they can tell you you know here's the macronutrient balance you should start with now, the, the interesting thing is every time I take one of these, I, I've done some metabolic challenges like this. I did the genetic testing with 23andMe. Clearly, in all of them, and this is, this is interesting because they're all consistent, 
I should not be eating a lot of carbs. I shouldn't even be eating a moderate amount of carbs. I am a, a much better fat burner, and I don't tolerate carbs well. That genetically it came up that way, and the Viome Challenge it came up that way. But what's surprising in all of them is they're all recommending I should be eating about twice as much protein as what I am. And I keep going back to all of the, everything else I've read about this, that, you know, we want to be moderate protein. Um, But all of these tests keep coming back that I should be doing about twice as much um, protein. And what is that in grams for you? Uh, I think I've been trying to stay around 50 or 55 grams of protein a day. So they're talking like okay. 100 to 120. And oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah, really big difference. So hmm. on my first Viome test, which I took after I had already been keto with a really clean diet for about a year and a half, almost two years anyway, I scored optimal in every category, which I was very excited about. But... There was room for improvement, and that's kind of the idea behind the year-long program. After you get your results, then they start making recommendations, and then you test again to see if you improve. Well, I'm already an optimal, but if I can improve, I want to. But I, I, I got looking. I haven't changed much in the last six months, so I don't know that I'm going to see any real improvement unless it's just time that would do it. So I got thinking, what, what can I do different? I'm looking at the recommendations. They're always saying more protein, more protein. So I thought, all mm-hmm. right, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to try it because there's still a lot we don't know. And this is the only way I'm going to figure out. So I've been trying. Well, I can't. I, I just can't eat more. <laughs> I, I, I'm not getting the protein really? in. Yeah. And if I do... Then I find that I'm eating a lot less, you know, vegetables and and the other things that I know I still need in my diet. I'm just not eating enough. So I had to look really hard at something I absolutely love and think about giving it up for a while. Any ideas what I'm talking about? Oh, gosh. It, because, no, it's probably some funky kind of food. <laughs> no, it's not. It's um, it's where I really? get well. It's where I get about a thousand calories a day, and it's the reason I'm not eating. Oh, much. you're bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the you're whole, bulletproof. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. Well, can't you just back off how much you're putting in it? You know. I guess I could. So I'm trying to decide. So I, I'm going to do this January 1st. I'm going to make it a nice clean break on January okay. 1st. I'm going to take this uh, second test, and pretty soon, you know, in a month or two, we should know the results on that. And I thought the, the only way I'm really going to make any significant change to the way I eat is I'm going to have to give up the Bulletproof because that 1,000 calories a day, I'm just mm-hmm. not hungry. I don't really need to lose any weight. I'm happy with my weight where it is, so... I thought, you know, if I give up the Bulletproof, that's an, at least another big meal I could eat every day with mm-hmm. a lot more nutrition, yeah. and I could get the protein. So I'm going to try it. So right now what I've done is I've cut back to one cup of Bulletproof a day, and now I actually eat a meal at about 10 in the morning. And, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It might be, uh, you know, a mushroom guacamole burger with an egg on it, uh, you know might be um, 
you know, a salmon salad with, you know, cod livers. I, I'm going to try to make that meal really nutrient dense. Um, and then I'll probably mm-hmm. eat another big meal later in the day. So we'll see what happens. Um, because That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, so, I'll, and I'll need to do that for at least like six months before I get another wow. one of these Viome tests. And, and that should be, you know, six months should be plenty if I'm going to make an actual change. If we'll see it in, you know, mm-hmm. the gut bacteria, will we see it in the metabolic challenge? I don't know, but uh, I, I'm, I'm a little worried. I, I love my bulletproof uh, coffee. <laughs> yeah, I only do, well, and keep in mind, I mean, if you do it on the smaller side of the fat in it, um, you know, Phil Maffetone's top bulletproof coffee he recommends has an egg in it. He puts an egg in it when he blends it up. Um, but I only have bulletproof maybe once, maybe twice a week because um, it's when I really don't feel like an eating a meal. I'll have that. But I do find I'm, because I do watch my macros, I am very low then on protein if I don't. So, you know, and I have even eggs as it was on my fit test. But since I eliminated them for a while, I can, I've been okay having them back in. Um, I'll do a periodic cocoa pulse test with that every other week or so. But, um yeah, I for nutrition wise, I find I I do better with a egg breakfast with some avocado and dress it up that way. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. That's going to be a big change for me because I've been really, really consistent mm-hmm. on this for about two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, that's uh, I think that's it. Anything you want to talk about today? I know we have a lot of calls we can get to. A quick clarification I wanted to say after our show last week, unfortunately it was a shortened show, but we did talk about, you were talking about some of the myths and some of the things out there, and we did touch on exercise like right at the end, and we didn't get to go into it a little bit more, and I'm so grateful. I love chatting with our highway people, and one of them was sharing, and he's an avid runner and loves it, and he's starting to be able to run more because of getting healthier and fit and feeling good, and he was concerned at first when he heard us say that, and so I wanted to clarify when we were talking about exercise not tied to weight loss and that's all we were saying you know you can't out exercise a bad diet um my the guy i go to the gym he's like you need, you almost put a wall up between the two think of them separately we need exercise we need movement we're made for it we just don't tie it to weight loss yeah yeah and, and we can't clarify that enough because it as a society, we've tied the two so tightly together, it's hard mm-hmm. for people to think of them as not really being related and exercise not being a great way to lose weight, but good for so many other reasons. We'll talk about that more. We'll get to your calls and questions right after this. Kevin Rutherford, this is Destination Health. 